Hey, everybody. We're just waiting for the sun to go down a little bit more to get the presentation going. And then after the presentation and your patients will have a movie as well. But I figured I'd introduce myself and um, take Q&A, even though that's supposed to be at the end. We're going a little backwards today. So usually we would watch the movie, which starts off in 1922 and goes to 2017. And then we would do the presentation, which goes from 2017 to present. And then we do Q&A, because then you get all the information. But uh, a lot of us already know a little bit about chemtrails, geoengineering, weather modification, weather modification history, um, whatever the term is. Um, we're all at least suspect of what's going on in our sky, maybe. Um, but I want to open up the floor for questions. Or wait, sorry. I'm first going to tell my story, and then I'll um, do questions, and then we'll do the presentation. So um, firstly, hi, I'm Matt Landman. Um, I like to try to start uh, my presentations or in interviews that I do or anything like that, just trying to convey that I'm a normal guy. You know, and what I mean by that is um, I've been working my ass off as an activist, and I've done a lot of things. Um, I've hosted about a dozen conferences, and I made this movie, and um, I've got a handful of websites, and I just keep plugging along. But I swear I'm just a normal dude, like just like everybody else. I didn't come from money or activism family or anything like that, and I didn't even really wake up to chemtrails until I was like 33, and now I'm, thir and now I'm 40. So seven years ago. And then once I really learned about it, well, I, I just kept running after that and kept trying to expose it. So what happened was, is, and, and pardon the, um, the, the BS. I'm just trying to get it to the point that it's, that it's dark enough. But, but the story is pretty important. So I grew up in Virginia. And um, this is my story about, hey, I'm just a normal dude, and here's my story. Um, but then once you get to know who I am, then you can see I'm just a normal guy. And the idea is to find that as like empowering and inspiring because anybody can be an activist. We're all activists, actually. And you'll all leave with my Frankenskies DVD, so you'll have, be empowered at least to share that and to step up your activism game. But we can all do something in activism, especially owning our own health and whatnot, you know? We can all take steps towards getting fluoride out of our life or eating better or watching our ingredients or not putting aluminum toxic deodorant in our bodies or what have you. So my journey started in Virginia. That's where I grew up. And I went to Virginia Tech. I always wanted to go to film school, but we didn't have a film school in Virginia for in-state tuition. So I went to Virginia Tech. I got a business degree there, graduated in 2003. And then I moved to California to the West Coast Yay, the best coast. And I kept bouncing back and forth between San Diego and back home to Virginia. I drove cross country, different routes each time, but I drove cross country 12 times. Grass was always greener. Either I wanted to go back home because my friends were there or wanted to live in San Diego because I could go snorkeling or try to surf and whatnot. So eventually, I made my way up to Northern California and I finally decided I didn't want to keep driving back and forth because I was in love with the Redwoods and the coast. And I went to grad school. And I went to business school again at Humboldt State University. I graduated top of my class with a master's in business administration with a focus in strategic sustainability. Not that any of that matters. It's all indoctrination. And it's all kind of brainwashing programming. But I did go through the system. And I worked like 30 or 40 different jobs, probably like 45 different jobs. Um, from real estate to restaurants to finance analyst 
to owning my own EMF protective silver lined clothing, which I have now and whatnot. But I've walked all these different walks of life. And when I got out of school, while I was in school, I also did a film degree. So while getting the master's in business, I studied film finally and learned the ins and outs of that, which eventually led to me being able to make Frankenskies. And I'm now working on Frankenskies 2, climate chains like shackles, which we'll get to. And once I graduated um, with the master's in business, I worked as a financial analyst, finance analyst at a silver and gold company. And I was in an office again, and it was hell again, just like all the other jobs indoors and whatnot. And so finally I was offered a job being an organic farmer, living, I mean, working in an organic farm, growing potatoes and corn and squash and all these amazing things all in one spot. And on the first day that I left the office, right, I'd, I'd left the cubicle. I said, I don't want to work in an office anymore. I can't believe I got a freaking master's in business. I don't want to do any of this anymore. But the farm life was amazing. And my first day there, I learned about how ungrounded I was and how little that I knew, even though I thought I knew everything, right? I, I was like 33 years old and I thought I knew everything and I knew nothing, literally. And on my first day on the farm, I learned that potatoes, and I, I know this is repetitive of people, I've said this a lot, I know like half of you might have heard this already, but I've learned that potatoes grow potatoes. And it's really important, kids especially, hey guys, did you know potatoes grow potatoes? Yeah. It's important. So the potatoes that are underneath, like, in your sink, and they're, like, getting all those gnarly things growing off of them, they're just trying to grow a bunch of potatoes. And for my entire life, I didn't know that you just put the potato in the ground, and it grows a whole bunch of potatoes. Like, it's really easy and abundant. And throughout my whole life of school and university and all of this, no one told me what was the potato was trying to do. I had no idea. Right, And so I learned, wait a second, if they're keeping that from me, what else are they keeping from me? And then I learned that there's all these different varieties of lemons. I only thought there was one type of lemon. I had no idea that there was different types of lemons. You know, I thought there was four types of apples. There's like 40,000 types of apples. It's unreal what I didn't know. And once I started to unravel what I didn't know, I started to learn more and more and more. And as I got grounded and connected to the earth, I literally got connected to the sky as well. And I started seeing the cloud formations and watching the, the storms go by. And I'm like literally dependent on the rain and whatnot because I'm an organic farmer, right? So we were in the midst of a catastrophic four-year drought, which I didn't know anything about weather engineering or anything like that. And we even had this point where we were expecting a week of rain. It was 2014, and we were expecting a week of rain, 100% chance of rain is October, and I was told we have to harvest these pumpkins, they're going to rot in the field. And I'm out there working hard, and where I worked, this farm was on the coast. You could hear the waves crashing, and I'm out there harvesting pumpkins on this farm, and this big storm comes in off the coast, off the ocean. You can hear, you know, the thunder, you can see the black storm clouds. And even the frogs and salamanders from underneath my house came out waiting for this storm because we hadn't had rain in four years, you know. Like the whole ecosystem was waiting for the storm. And I'm out there ha harvesting pumpkins, working hard. And the storm came over. And along with it came about 20 planes zigzagging the sky. And where I lived, it's this rural agriculture community, very sparse air traffic. On a given day, I'd see one plane fly over. And in this particular moment, there were 20 on the edge of the storm system, and they're zigzagging just on the edge of the storm system, leaving these persistent linear cirrus cloud formations. Persistent linear 
cirrus cloud formations coming out of the back of the jets. The lines you see coming out of the back of the jets, also known as chemical trails or contrails, both are the same thing. Don't get confused. We'll talk about that later. And I didn't wake up. Okay, I saw the weather modification. The storm came over, it didn't drop a drop of rain. The, the sky was black for like five days. Not a drop of rain came out. And I just tabled the memory and I went on with my life. And this is actually really important because you can plant a seed and then later on down the line, that seed can come into you know the fertile soil and germinate and finally come to fruition. So that seed was planted, kind of that memory, you know, and I tucked it away. And then fast forward about six months later, I'm venting to a buddy back home in Virginia about 9-11 and the kids don't know anything about 9-11 and I'm in this university and these, like the 18, 19, 20 year old kids, they weren't even alive during 9-11, you know, but they'll say, like, I don't know what's true. I've seen both sides of the story and I'm not going to pick, you know, they don't want to get involved. And by them saying, I've seen both sides of the story, meaning they've Googled it and one side is a crazy conspiracy theory saying one thing that the government did it and the other side is to them factual right and i was complaining like these kids don't have discernment how can they not know that 9-11 was an inside job and my buddy's like they weren't even born then bro but how can they deny chemtrails it's right in their face i was like what's that like what is that i never even heard the word you know and he's like matt you don't know about chemtrails you woke me up to 9-11 and i was like well what is it and he goes just look it up just go look it up on google i go home i look it up and literally my life was never the same i was like oh i saw that i know what that is and i saw it in the farm and, and i start looking it up and i'm like oh wow they did quell that storm, and oh wow, if you spray aluminum in the sky, you can make it not rain. You spray different chemicals, you can make it rain, and you can also make it not rain with different chemicals. And I started to learn and learn and learn, and then finally I dug into the activism, and, well, come to find out, most everybody was like, controlled opposition is what they call it, but these are government plants pretending to be activists, making sure that we don't wake up to what's really going on, right? So they're like, oh, don't worry, we got this handled. But then they're spewing nonsense, making people look crazy, you know, uh, pushing this whole tinfoil hat thing. And at the end of the day, they're not doing the truth any justice. I watched a couple chemtrail movies, seeing, oh, oh, someone's already made the movie. Let's see how good they did. And halfway through the movie, you've got someone literally looking crazy, pointing out a, a dead bush, saying, it's obviously the chemtrails, they're, they're trying to kill us. And what that does, certain ways of presenting the truth, you know, it dismantles the truth. I know everybody here knows somebody who can easily just be like, oh yeah, whatever, dude, I looked it up on Wikipedia and I know the truth. If you can come to them at a very grounded, level-headed approach and meet them at their level, you can present information to them that they'll see in a different way. But if it's all spun out and people are pointing to the sky saying, we're getting poisoned, we're all gonna die, it's very easily compartmentalized in this, in this, in your mind as that person's crazy, I'm not gonna listen to anything they say, you know what I mean, what they say. So once I realized that the activism out there in the world for chemtrails was seemingly bogus or not doing a good enough job or not trying hard enough or whatever it was. At the time, I was just like, oh, they're just not doing a good enough job. But later, I realized why. So I took it upon myself, and I started Frankenskies. And then once I started filming Frankenskies, I was like, well, I got to get all the activists in this space together to film them. So I hosted a conference, the first annual Global Chemtrail Summit in Vancouver, Canada in 2015, and it was a huge success. The place was packed. A lot of people wanted to know what the hell was going on in their skies. And so they came in numbers from all over the, the, the world, really. It's an international conference. And then it was pretty much on. After that, I hosted another conference the next year in Portland, 
it was a pretty big hit. And then I started filming Franken Skies. And the movie was released in 2017. And then also in 2017, I hosted the third Global Chemtrail Summit in Tucson, which we'll get to. And we're almost, we're almost being able to see the slides. Um, the, the conference in Tucson was very huge for humanity. Um, and I'll get to it. But what happened was there was an experiment to happen in Tucson to launch chemtrails officially. Okay? So this thing that we're told is a conspiracy theory, that we're told is not happening, is not going on in our skies, they wanted to normalize it and launch it and say, hey, we're doing chemtrails now for your own good. And the plan was to have an experiment of showing how well chemtrails work to dim our sun to save us from global warming, to save us from climate change. And this experiment was to happen in Tucson under the funding of Bill Gates and Harvard. And so I... I moved to Arizona, and I hosted a conference in Tucson. We had a concert. We packed the house at um, University of Arizona, which was ironic because they have the one, of the one of the biggest, if not the biggest, geoengineering programs in the world. So I went into the heart of the beast and had a conference there, and we had a protest the next day on Mother's Day for Mother Earth. And the word rippled through the city. Not that chemtrails existed or chemtrails were real, but that this experiment was to happen over their city that they were going to spray different chemicals in front of the sun over Tucson to see which ones work best to dim the sky. And so these environmentalists and all these different people got together and they voiced their opinion, right, through media outlets and what have you. And when I went back to Tucson like six months later, because I was doing interviews for a potential movie on 5G, everybody that I talked to knew about the conference that had happened. And they didn't know that chemtrails were real, but they knew that something foul was afoot, and they were protesting it. They were literally talking about it. People knew all about it. And the experiment was pushed. It was put on hiatus. It didn't happen. It went through the global media that this experiment being put on pause. And then this year, the experiment was supposed to happen in Sweden. And so in June of this year, last month, June 2021, the experiment of going up in a balloon to spray different chemicals in front of the sun to see which chemicals work best to dim the sun to slave to save us enslave us from global warming this experiment was supposed to happen last month and then it got put on pause they claim it got put on pause for one year because they're supposed to do it now next year they claim it got put on pause because the climate activists spoke up well if you look at the climate activists that are speaking up it's greta Thurnberg or whatever her name is, and she's controlled opposition, let's get real, you know, and then these other people who are claiming to be the opposition to the geoengineering, what they claim is that they want it to be governed properly, okay? They're not saying, oh, don't, don't spray the skies, don't dim our sun. They're saying, we're the opposition, and we want you to have governance, right? Like govern it, like, oh, uh, the U.S. is going to spray your skies now, and, and now Saudi Arabia is going to, no, you're not allowed to spray, we're spraying, and it's being governed, like, uh, like it oversaw by the U.N. or something. That's all they're requesting. That's all they want. They're not, they're not challenging the narrative and saying, well, global warming is not even real, or let's get real with this. Are we really going to take the climate into our own hands and start dimming the sun when we don't even know what's really happening, because to be real, global warming is actually, well, it, it gets deep, but if there is any of the heating that's going on, global warming, 
is geoengineering, okay? They spray, if you've witnessed it, I mean, anybody with the real eyes can see the lies in the skies, but what they do is they spray the atmosphere with metals. They zap the metals with ground-based stations, like a harp or um, even these ionospheric heaters that are mobile, they're all over now, and they can intersect radio waves in the atmosphere and superheat the atmosphere to near the temperature of the sun in conjunction with the metallics that they spray, and they create heat waves. They create drought. They create hurricanes. They create tornadoes. They create fires. And then they go, oh, global warming, we've got to do something about it. They're geoengineering the problem, and then they're offering us on a little silver platter the solution, which is the problem, geoengineering. So we got to wake up, and yay. So thanks. And um, if I can get my lovely assistant over here, Mr. Gavin, he's going to press the slides, and we're going to get through this 150-slide presentation, liggity-split, and then we're going to watch Frankenskies, which is an awesome movie. And every single person gets a Frankenskies DVD, please. And um, if you want to, I'm, I'm happy that you take it for free and share it with people. Um, and if you feel so, um, if you feel obligated by how awesome the movie is, you can give me $2 for the movie if you like. But I don't want you to feel obligated to give me any money, and I don't want the money, you know, whatever. Like, I just want the movie in your hands. You know what I mean? I've given presentations before, and then I've been like, 15 bucks, you guys, and I sell like 10 movies, and I'm like, whoa, and then I go home, and I'm like, shit. I wish everybody had like two copies of that film in their living room. Like, I don't want to charge anybody any money. So, you know what I mean? It's like... It's more important to just get the, the message out there. And the movie's online, but it's just, it is the most amazing activism tool to get the movie in someone's hands and be like, no, 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 I'm not going to pressure you in anything. You watch that in the comfort of your own living room and you think for yourself. I'm not going to be breathing over your shoulder, being like, oh, don't you believe it? Don't you see? Don't you see the chemtrails? Don't you look up? Don't you look, up? look at the chemtrails. Look at the sky. No, they need to see it on their own, okay? And everybody is waking up on their own timeline their own schedule and thankfully we've got some demonic new world order agenda that's helping people wake up a lot faster now so thankfully they're doing this nonsense for us in our favor to wake up humanity thank you so um okay great and everyone can probably see this so i'm going to start the presentation now and thank you for my um, listening to my um introduction okay Thank you, everyone, for coming. So every time I give a presentation on chemtrails, weather modification history, geoengineering, the audience can be inspired and empowered, and sometimes people freaking cry or laugh, and they'll come and shake my hand and walk out with a movie, maybe, and they'll go home, and then that's it. They probably won't even share the information with their friends and family and peers. Why? Because they're scared. People are scared. They're sc afraid of being ridiculed. They're afraid of not having all the answers, okay? And that's one of the things, the, that's part of the programming mechanisms. It's like, oh, you don't have all the answers. You must not know the truth. And I'm just going to go ahead and keep living the lie. And I've got all this access to information. I can just type in Wikipedia and tell you that you're full of it, you know? But it's empowering to have the answers. So we're going to try our best to give us the who, what, why, where, when, and how. But the most important aspect of this conversation tonight is the why. Okay? Not necessarily why are they doing this, because it gets really esoteric. 
I mean, why are they doing this? It's greed. Why are they doing this? It's control. Control the weather, control the world, right? You'll see that clip of Lyndon B. Johnson right after he killed JFK. He says it, right? He says, control the weather, control the world. And he grits his teeth in the, in the movie, you'll see. And we're going to get through these slides faster. Don't worry. But the why, why are they blocking the sun? I think it's to prevent our evolution as humanities, evolution. Like there's download codes in the sun and literally we're on a crash course destiny for spiritual evolution and the powers that be do not want that to happen. They want to disconnect us from source, disconnect us from the sun and what better way to put metal in between us. But literally God has a plan and you're not going to stick freaking metal or anything in the sky. Go back. You're not going to stick, please go back. Um, you're not going to stick anything in the sky to, to um, avert God's plan. So why does this matter to me, right? Not why are they doing it? Because the who, what, why, where, when, how, it's, it's very layered, multifaceted, but it's very important. Why does this matter to us? Well, for one, we just got totally fried by a heat wave like a month ago, and that was all engineered. And what they want is the perfect global headline so that everybody in France and Dubai and whatever, they can sit down and read their paper and be like, oh, Oregon got a crazy heat wave. And it's planted in their head that it's global warming, okay? Because the media does its great job because the media is controlled. And the media tells the world, global warming, crazy heat wave, we've got to do something about this, okay? And eventually that do something about this is more engineering. But look at this. This was called an omega block because it, it, it symbolized, it resembles the Greek letter omega, right? But this never, ever, ever happens. The jet stream usually comes across the transcontinental United States. It doesn't go up and trap heat waves. Okay, what happened in this heat wave, which I got up to 116 degrees in Ashland when this happened, what they do is they trap a portion of heat and then they continue to heat it and heat it and heat it and heat it and heat it. And then you get hot nights, hot mornings, and they just keep on heating it with spraying of chemicals in the sky and then zapping those with ground-based stations that have intersecting radio waves that are Tesla technology. So why does this matter to me? Because we're in the thick of it, and these global headlines are about us and our families and our towns. Okay? Why does this matter to me? Because the Sacramento paper says that we're destined to burn. These are controlled papers, right? Why does this matter to me? Because the Ukiah, this is in Northern California, in Mendocino County, the Ukiah Daily Journal says in this controlled 2019 publication, all the media, all the news is controlled. So basically, they plant these seeds and then it, it normalizes it and it's predictively programming. So which town could be next to burn? Well, they were predictively programming a town that was next to burn. Which town was next to burn? My town was next to burn. My town burned next. I live in Talent, Oregon, which is right next to Ashland, Oregon, and we lost 2,200 low-income homes last September, okay? Burned up in the middle of the day, all right? Next slide, please. And they laugh in our faces and show the world what they're really doing while they're doing it. So this is Time Magazine. Climate is everything. Okay, so what do we see here? Well, these, this is Australia on fire. This is the Pacific Northwest on fire. These are the different fires being caused by climate change, right? Well, that's what they're trying to say. The climate is everything, okay? So these fires are being caused by climate change, right? Well, then why are their hands lighting the fires? Let's get real here. They're, it's the truth hidden in plain sight. They're showing us that they're lighting these fires 
They're saying it's climate, and they're going to tell us they have a solution for us, which is, you know, basically our enslavement, if you really look at it. You can't let someone get in tr control of our sun. We need sun for our health. We need sun for our food. It's, it's pretty quiet. It's obvious, by the I mean, if you really think about it. Okay, so this image isn't really coming through all the way, but this is one of the towns that just got totally obliterated. These homes are turned to dust overnight. Okay, there's no half-burned homes, and the shrubs out front of the houses, the bushes out front of the houses, the trees are all intact. Okay, if you start looking into smart meters, however, and you see that these homes look like they're it looks like electrical fires when you start to an analyze. And if you can understand what smart meters can do, it starts to look like a totally different story and the truth is being hidden. This is a trailer park completely leveled. Okay, there's one right by my house that looks just like this. It's been almost a year and it's just dust. The trees were fine. Okay, and this is becoming normalized. Okay, this is the new normal. This never happened before. Just like the trails in the sky, I didn't see that as a kid. I didn't see this as a kid either. All right? This image in the dark is a little better, but we can see these homes are going up when the rest of the neighborhood is, is not. These are electrical fires down the line, literally surging. So I've got a friend who's in the military. I get so many people contacting me, it's amazing. And um, it's, it, it has a lot to do with going on a lot of shows, and I've also got 55,000 followers on Facebook. I've got a friend who's ex-military. He got his infrared goggles and started looking at his smart meter and other smart meters. Each smart meter has an IR designator on it, infrared designator on it, which are these little flashing things that you can only see with infrared goggles. You can't see them with your eyes. And it gives each smart meter its own specific pulse. So these pulses are used in war for friendlies and for targets. So you wear it on your helmet so you don't get bombed, or you put it on a target so the missile knows where to hit. Why would they have those in each home? The most selective forest fires in history. Okay, time and time again, not time and time again, over the past few years only, these homes are being obliterated while the trees stand. And this is happening in our state, in our neighborhoods, to our friends and families. This is as close as it gets. And it's becoming normalized, okay? Neighborhoods go up and they use it as a global headline to tell us we need to dim our skies. And guess what? Check this out. July 21st, 2021. Now I've racked my head on how to explain this and how to present this, okay? Because part of me thinks, wait, are they disclosing to us now that they can control the weather? Because they're telling us that Russia is making rain over forest fires. Now, that's what we should be doing. That's what we should have been doing the whole time. We can make rain. We've been able to make rain since 1917. Professor Hatfield, this dude was hired to make it rain in San Diego. He made floods, and he was sued by San Diego. 1917, you can make rain. Why aren't we making rain over these fires? Instead, we're making windstorms over these fires. But is this a disclosure? But either way, at the whether it's a disclosure or not, it is not a conspiracy theory that you can make rain, and it's not a conspiracy theory that you can make rain over fires. It's obviously being shown to us now in the media just last week. And also over Dubai, they're making rain with lasers and drones July 24th. That came out just 
under a week ago. So what are they doing? Are they telling us that they can do this so that they can come out eventually and say, oh, we also have geoengineering. By the way, we're going to dim your sun. This technology is amazing. I don't know, but this was a conspiracy theory last week. So what they're up to, I have no idea. And will climate change increase the risk of lightning strikes? Yes. The answer is yes, but not in the way that we're being told. We're being told that climate change is because of our carbon emissions, and heaven forbid we drive our SUVs or exhale, because you remember we exhale carbon dioxide. But they claim that these lightning strikes are coming from climate change. Okay. Well, last year, and this year actually in Canada it just happened, but last year California had 11,000 lightning strikes in one day, a world record, and all these fires erupted from it. These are geoengineered lightning storms. When you watch Franken Skies, you can learn that they precipitate lightning with lasers. It's super easy technology, and they know how to do it, and they're blaming it on natural occurrences. Okay, when I first got into chemtrails, I was like, what can I do? If there's something I can do. I'll get on Facebook. I'll get online. What can I do? I'll make this movie. I literally went on the internet, collected these photos, and made this collage. And no one had ever done that before. I put this collage out there, and it went around, went viral, whatever, and I gave it the perfect little tagline, which I learned goes viral. Does this look like a theory to you? It's just a baby step, but look, any little thing that you can do, make a collage. I mean, if you can knit, knit for truth, okay? It doesn't have to be chemtrails. I'm just telling you that the opportunity is now to put your effort out there to show the world that you care. Do you remember this as a kid? I surely do not. So the contrails, a con. I know it's hard to break away from the programming. This polarized argument, is it a chemtrail? Is it a contrail? Oh, well, that's one and that's the other. This was a disinformation campaign to confuse us, to confuse the truthers, to have everyone split up. The contrail, the short line in the sky, it's still chemicals, okay? 1965, the high-bypass turbofan jet engine came out. These are two-ton Rolls-Royce turbofan engines. They're just fans. There's no hot air coming out. There's no condensation in the sky. They're just fan blades, like a propeller, but in a big engine. Um, if you're familiar with 9-11, the two-ton titanium and steel engines slammed up against the Pentagon and just disappeared and the windows, didn't even break the windows. Those titanium and steel engines, they are just fans. There's no hot air, there's no contrail, there's no condensation. It's all a con to confuse people. Okay, so the normalization timeline of chemtrails. So first they're coming out in 2010. I'll show you the articles. They say we've got to stop global warming. They say we're going to use mirrors. We're going to dim the sun with mirrors, but mirrors might not float in the sky. We're going to spray diamonds, but they might be too expensive. We're going to spray sulfur, but it might kill a bunch of people. We're going to spray table salt. It might not work, but guess what? Aluminum works, but we don't know, but we do. We've been doing it, but we haven't, and aluminum is going to be what we use. Okay, This is all this normalization of geoengineering, saying it's a good idea, saying it's a bad idea, and eventually it gets funding, and it's finally announced in 2017 that they're going to do it. They frame the debate. They control the conversation. They control the outcome, and they get us split up again on the terminology, contrail, chemtrail. Now it's chemtrails or geoengineering, and they want you to think that chemtrails is a crazy conspiracy word that has never existed, and geoengineering is this fancy scientific term that looks just like chemtrails, but it's not what's been going on. It's what we're going to do for your benefit. Okay, so the media has been consolidated. When I grew up, there was actually trusted media sources. A lot of us grew up and we were able to flip through The Economist and actually trust that. 
They've all been gobbled up, and now 90% of all the media in the United States is owned by six media giants, and let's be real, there's like one family controlling all of it. And you'll see a glimpse of that in Franken's guys. So if anybody that you know actually agrees with the mainstream media, um, they need a, a, some sort of detox program, maybe Franken-Skies, the film, maybe some hands-on effort like this. It's up to you. It's just knowing who you're working with, if they're going to be able to regurgitate it or not. Okay, 1977, they said that there was an ice age coming. Nobody cared. We were going to be under a mile of ice. That fear-mongering did not work. They could not reverse engineer. They could not freeze us up with the technology that they had. And it didn't work. It didn't work. So they flipped the script. And now they're using global warming because they can reverse engineer the problem. They can heat the sky and say, oh, we're warming, don't you know? And they tell us to be very worried that the polar bears are dying. And they give us this, uh, this skinny polar bear saw one billion sets of eyes. And if you start to learn about censorship, and you start to learn about the thing, way things work, when something sees a billion people, it's on purpose. And guess what? Um, Congress started funding them because of the poor polar bears, and the polar bears are actually fine. Okay, Lots of studies have been done, and the polar bears are thriving. So all this talk of they're on this one little ice cap, and they're all dying, and we should have these emotional heartstrings being plucked and feel bad for the bears, it's not even a real story. Problem, reaction, solution, paradigm. We talked about it a little bit. It's called the Hegelian dialectic, and it's basically how they do everything. Okay, 9-11 for instance, and I know I keep going back to that, but that's like this big conspiracy we can try to grip or wrap our hands around, our heads around. After 9-11, which was an inside job, the government did that. They said, oh, there's a war on terror. We're going to go fight the terrorists. But they created the, the problem, and then they're giving you the solution, which is the war on terror. So the chemtrail agenda, it's so many things at once, and it's ongoing, and it's hidden in plain sight. These are some of the chemtrail programs. CARE is through NASA. It's the Charge Aerosol Release Experiment. It's been going on for decades. You can look it up. They have fleets of planes and drones, and they spray aluminum, barium, and strontium to, quote, make noctilucent clouds, to, quote, use the atmosphere as a laboratory. Okay, NASA has a budget of $52 million a day. NASA lies through their teeth all day long, in case you didn't know. Operation Paperclip, they came over and created NASA with war criminal Nazi scientists, and that's just one of the programs that sprays every single day publicly. We also have SRM program, the Stratospheric uh, Solar Radiation Management. Excuse me. We also have the SAI program through the CIA, Stratospheric Aerosol Injections. We also have the TAP program through the Department of Energy, which is very elaborate, very complex. One program going on publicly since 2001. The document that unravels this one is, is unreal, and they refer to contrails as precursor gases in the documents. The contrails are like the primer planes, like they're laying the base, and then they mix the other chemicals with it. The TAP is a tropospheric aerosol program, and then SPICE is a stratospheric particle injections for climate engineering. These are all public programs funded with our tax dollars, all under the guise of who knows what, but spraying chemtrails all day long, saying that they're not doing it quite yet. Control the conversation, control the debate, control the outcome. So this is just a little piece of the puzzle. It's very important to disclose, though. They meet every single year, okay? A civil society meeting on geoengineering. This is one of their annual meetings, 2013. And what is a civil society actor? 
Civil society is the aggregate of non-governmental organizations and institutions that manifest interests and will of the citizens. Now, when I first started doing these presentations, this was what the Google search was for this term. Now it's different. The searches have changed. The information has shifted. You can't find certain things the way they, they used to be. But this is what the civil society is. These are actors, okay, manifesting the interests and will of us, okay? Manifesting our interests and wills. Next. So the civil society meeting on geoengineering, this is all of the news companies and the controlled opposition pretend activists and all these people that are in the geoengineering game, and they come together to try to figure out how they're going to convince and tell society about geoengineering. And in this meeting, society, one participant noted, is lousy at strategy. Okay, And what they were convincing themselves is that they are better at strategy than society and that they can run circles around us. And what did they decide to do? Go back one. What did they decide to do? They decided to, here I am in the middle, they decided to frame geoengineering and a few suggested that to shift the conversation in productive ways, geoengineering should be characterized publicly as a terrible choice. Okay, next. So they came together and decided that they were going to release geoengineering to the public, telling the public firstly that it's a horrible idea. What sense does that make? Well, they want to introduce it to the public, and they want to sound like, oh, we're, we're on your side, public. So we got this idea, geoengineering, it's a bad idea. They literally came up with how they were going to run circles around society to convince us. So first, they're going to create the dialogue, create the conversation, and then long term, they're going to say, oh, actually, it's a good idea. We just thought it was a bad idea at first that we told you about. So here it is, geoengineering, it could harm billions. If all else fails, man-made global cooling is scary, but may become necessary. Mind you, the photo from NASA 2015 of, how did they get that photo if this doesn't even exist? Surveyed scientists debunk chemtrails. So in 2016, they wanted to make sure that nobody believed that chemtrails were real and that everybody was on the same page as them with their civil society thinking that geoengineering is a new great novel idea that we need but first you got to make sure that nobody can see the chemtrails right before their eyes so this entire propaganda machine comes unraveling and this is right when i was really getting into chemtrail activism and i updated my google alerts to tell me whenever the word chemtrails or solar radiation management or geoengineering what have you came up on the internet and I'd go weeks without seeing an article or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, the propaganda machine just started flooding us with disinformation. And here it is. Here it happened. So qualifying expert consensus against covert geoengineering. A study by this guy, Mick West, who is like the debunker. He'll debunk anything, you name it. Even a bicycle that makes electricity, he'll debunk it. He'll debunk you know, vaccines are bad. He'll debunk 9-11 as the government inside job. He has the debunking website, and he came out with this whole consensus saying that the most simplest explanation for slap, which, he, which is actually slap in the face of activists, but it's this, um, it's an acronym for the, the, um, uh, the program. Okay, next. <laughs> so here's the article that started to un unleash. Scientists published an article, chemtrails, they aren't real. Washington Post, scientists tell the world chemtrails are not real. 
Scientists disprove airplane chemtrail theory, USA Today. Sci New York Times, scientists just say no to chemtrail conspiracy theory. Okay, this is all at once. August 15th and 16th, 2016. Expert consensus chemtrails are not actually a thing. Wake up, sheeple. Chemtrails are not real. Whoa, that's really heartbreaking. Wake up, sheeple. Chemtrails are not real. That's offensive. So all at the same time, California study, chemtrails are debunked. Okay, next. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, literally within two weeks, we've got this guy on the headlines, David Keith out of Harvard, and he's got an idea, which is not chemtrails. It's geoengineering, and it's, it looks just like chemtrails, but chemtrails aren't real. real don't forget so he has this idea to go up in a balloon, and he's got this way to mimic a volcanic eruption. Okay? And he is under threat from chemtrail conspiracists. Next. And this isn't real, he says. So this guy, David Keith, a Harvard professor who claims he's been berated by chemtrail conspiracy theorists and, and he's supposed to be we're supposed to care about him right he gets his funding from the sugar daddy of solar geoengineering our buddy who's been making the headlines recently Bill Gates okay and so Bill Gates in 2010 even has hidden dreams of geoengineering Bill Gates Harvard University to back an experiment to dim the sun and guess who wrote the book on geoengineering, released February 16th, 2021. Mr. Bill Gates. Come on, conflict of interest definition, you guys. Yes, the audience is yelling, fuck that guy. I like that. I can, I can, <laughs> I can definitely second that notion. So New York Times, can humans go from unintended global warming to climate by design? Okay. Learn to discern, please. And cognitive dissonance, I know a lot of our friends and family and peers are subject to this horrible virus of cognitive dissonance that's going around today. But literally, it takes just a little seed. That's right. <laughs> the dog just said, fuck that guy. So seriously, cognitive dissonance is real. And it's because of the programming, OK? We've all been brainwashed to one degree or another, and a lot of us don't even, haven't even seen Frankenskies and haven't even heard of any of this, but it's not that hard to break out of the trance. Okay. <laughs> so how do they keep everyone under wraps? How could people possibly be spraying the skies? And how could they do this? How could they do that? And who's in charge? And all these questions that we have, and I'm so scared. Could they be really spraying the skies? It's really simple. They indoctrinate people. They compartmentalize them, and they keep them on a need-to-know basis. The people that are working these planes and flying these drones and what have you, they think they're saving the world from global warming. You know, They're totally brainwashed, and they're indoctrinated, compartmentalized, and on a need-to-know basis. Okay, One thing to start waking people up is the irregular pattern of appearance. I like to bring the attention to the beautiful blue days with the white, fluffy clouds. Instead of scaring the crap out of people and being like, you got to believe what I believe. Look at those lines. you got to know what that is. Just relax. Maybe you can approach them a different way. Maybe your friend or your neighbor or your coworker already thinks that you might be a little kooky, and if you can just approach them at a grounded 
very harmonious, positive, love-oriented, calm. Look at that beautiful white fluffy cloud. I haven't seen a cloud like that for months. You start to th make them think a little differently in that regard instead of scaring them into the way that you want them to think. Okay, the different constituents in the trails, primarily aluminum, barium, strontium, a lot of different other constituents come up because evidently the use of coal fly ash, so they're using like dirty soot from the burned up coal, so it's got all sorts of crap in it. And what happens is people that have been awake looking at the skies for years, they'll just test their rainwater after some crazy trails and a little bit of rain. And the, and the rain is chock full of cadmium or radioactive strontium and all this. And that's how we've come to these conclusions along with the patents and along with NASA charged aerosol release experiments saying, oh, we release aerosolized aluminum, strontium, and barium. And then when it shows up in our rain and in our hair and in our blood and in the patents, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to come up to conclude, yeah, to make a conclusion. Okay, so we're told the chemtrail conspiracy theory is a false claim that long-lasting condensation trails called chemtrails by proponents consist of chemical biological agents. Okay, literally juxtaposed with how a last-ditch planet-hacking plan could keep Earth habitable for longer. Look at the photo that they used, okay? How did we get to spraying stuff from planes when they're literally trying to pitch it to us that they want to do it out of a balloon and there's no photos that they can use to show it? Rest in peace, Ted Gunderson. He's in my movie briefly. I wish I could have gotten the footage. He talked out against chemtrails. He was an FBI chief and he was killed for a lot of the truth that he was exposing. Kylie Jenner. She literally asked the questions on her Twitter account, and she has the biggest Twitter account in the world. And after she asked these questions, she kind of got silenced and stopped talking about this. But literally, she asked the right questions, right? Why are some days normal with no plane sprain and others look like this? Okay, look at these old news articles, 1973. 1973, people thought they were going to get out and vote for sun and vote for rain because the people knew then that the weather was controlled and they thought that their vote was going to have something to do with how much weather that they ended up with, rain or drought or whatnot. After Vietnam and after the weaponization of the weather in Vietnam, which we'll talk about in the Franken Skies film as well, the entire world came together and knew what had happened. And it was called Operation Popeye. They flooded the, the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And a weather war ban was approved. 125 countries to zero banned weather warfare in 1974. Okay, So it existed in 1974, weather warfare. And it was kind of swept under the rug. And we've been doing it ever since to ourselves and others. Even in this bill, Dennis Kucinich in 2001, he references chemtrails and then he was told to remove it, but he wanted this bill to um, basically ban chemtrails as a weapon on an inter international level. So saying this thing's not real, but then this, that it's being used in a House representative bill, how could the word not be real if they're in 2001 putting it in a bill in the House of Representatives? The Air Force has a plan, back one, to control the weather. This document was released in the 90s, the weather as, a f weather as a force multiplier, owning the weather in 2025. Well, I definitely think they're ahead of schedule. They've already owned the weather. But if they're planning on owning the weather, then the intention is there. If you look at the skies, put the pieces together, 
next slide. And then you end up with aerotoxic syndrome. So the truthers, the people out in the world, we've seen the skies change around the mid-90s, okay? In the 80s, early 90s, there's not the lines in the sky like we started seeing. Then all of a sudden, we witnessed the lines in the sky and the flight attendants start getting sick. It's so heartbreaking, but they had to make up a new word, aerotoxic syndrome. What is going on in the cabin air? Why is it contaminated? Why are these flight attendants getting sick? What's going on in 1999? President Ahmadinejad, he speaks out. This is also in the film. They are emptying our clouds. So this is five years ago. This is Hurricane Joaquin. Hurricane Joaquin, another once-in-a-thousand-year weather event, which seems to be happening all the time now in the United States. Hurricane Joaquin had a once-in-a-lifetime weaponized arm. Okay, this hurricane kept spinning, and an arm, it was given a term. It was, it was titled a um, atmospheric river fire hose. Never before had it happened. And South Carolina got flooded with this atmospheric river fire hose, a directionalized, weaponized arm tested on us, perfected on us. I mean, it makes me think that maybe we didn't even win World War II or something. Like, we're, we're fighting each other. We're literally at war with ourselves, and we turn a blind eye to it because it's, it's so insulting that it's easier to hide from the truth. And they are drowning out not just us, but the entire world. We've got cities in India where people are dying in droves. And, and the whole world's like, oh, wish you had rain. Oh, yeah, we wish you could engineer rain. Meanwhile, Dubai's engineering rain. Russia's engineering rain. China's engineering the weather. Why can't we engineer the weather for poorer countries, okay? And guess what? Hurricanes are now moving slower, and that's a huge problem. And this is what it looks like when they spray, and then they zap the sky to create heat waves or what other weather patterns that they do. They spray, and then they zap, and it ripples out like this. You can witness it on your own. And this is what the antenna array in Alaska looks like. It's called HARP, H-A-A-R-P. It's an acronym, Highly Active Auroral Research Program. This technology is referenced in my movie. A lot of people say, oh, HARP is a conspiracy. It doesn't even exist. They reference it in the movie when they're talking about handing it over to DARPA. There's a whole panel on it. We'll get there. And now the, the technology that you just saw, which was a huge football field of antennas in Alaska, it has now been shrunk down to these, and they're all over the world, and they're mobile, and they're even on our hillsides, in our freaking towns, and they create these heat waves, and they say that this is predicting the weather, but it's actually controlling the weather. Okay, Nikola Tesla, he's behind this technology, and he said if we can control the resonance system electronically, we can control the entire mental system of humankind. And the patents, they tell the story. Rockets having barium release system to create ion clouds in the upper atmosphere. This is a 1974 patent from NASA detailing how they released the barium in the sky. Powder contrail generation 1975 patents. 1991 patent, artificial ionization clouds above the Earth. 1991 patent, stratospheric seeding for reduction of global warming. 2009 patent, aluminum tolerance genetics. You cannot find this on, online anymore. This is, I found this earlier when I was putting this together, the presentation before a couple years ago. You cannot find this information about aluminum-resistant genetics anymore because they don't want us to know what they're doing. They're spraying the skies with aluminum, and only their plants are going to be able to survive when they normalize it, do it publicly, and they're doing it all the time with our tax money.
2010 Enhanced Aerial Delivery System. Um, patents detail aerosol distribution, and the patents just go on and on and on and on. And mind you, when they patent something, and this is again another patent, okay, when they patent something, it's because they've perfected the technology and they don't want it stolen from them. It's not because they're thinking about doing it. They're, they have the tech when they have the patent. Okay, so go back one. This is from Northwestern University, which is ran by Warren Buffett, one of the richest people in the world. He's a globalist. He's there with Bill Gates and all these other evil scumbags that want to geoengineer and dim the sun, and they claim that they have exclusive rights to saving the planet. Okay, and if you look in this very detailed nonsense expose, they say, essentially, because they keep referencing the global south, the global south is going to be impacted, a lot of people are going to die in the global south. Basically, they say that they're white and they're rich and they have exclusive rights to saving the planet because they can. Next. And they say that there's all these patents for geoengineering patents, and not all of them are being granted. So we need to sidestep the whole process and just forget the patent process, and we're just going to start doing things without the patents. That's their whole idea, because they have the exclusive rights to save the planet because they have the technology, and they have the power, and they're going to do it whether we like it or not. And they claim that the geoengineered future is this bright horizon, whereas it's the exact opposite. They want to spray our skies and gray it out. And I know this is kind of hypocritical because the media is controlled, but I just want, even though I'm showing you the controlled media's outlook on this, I just want you to know that there still is not a consensus, okay? That Forbes is telling us even though they're just going to sit here and say in another article that we need to dim the sun, they'll tell us the truth, which is global warming is not necessarily going on and that it, it is not a consensus with all the scientists and that if we don't know what's actually happening, then how can we take the next step further, right? Sorry, global warming alarmists, the earth is actually cooling. Putting the con in consensus, not only is there no 97% consensus among client scientists, many misunderstand the core issues. So there's this whole, the, um, the whole panel, inter, inter, the, the whole panel on climate change claims that they have all these scientists and they claim that they're on the same page, but they're really not. And we'll get into that in the movie as well. So this is how we get normalized through Hollywood and the kids and media and, well, the news yet again. BBC chemtrails to be recognized as a new cloud. And um, applying just war theory to geoengineering. Okay, so the propaganda machine, we're gonna just going to tear through some of these, but I just want you to see all the different ways that they can twist it and try to convince us that we need this thing by confusion. Like, look at this. Oh, they're going to put this line there. See that line? That's a line of metal in your sky. They make it look really simple. Oh, look, the, the, the earth is just getting a little bit more, yeah. Blocking the sun to save crops will actually harm them. Well, well, duh, right? You block the sun, the crops won't work. And this is some sort of weird disclosure. They're like, oh, look, it's, it's bad, but we need it, and don't worry, you're welcome. And chemtrails are not real, and if you think there are, you're crazy. 10% of Americans believe the chemtrail conspiracy is completely true, with 20 to 30% believing it is somewhat true. Startling new study. 
why do so many people why do so many people still believe in chemtrails? Okay, look at the photo is why. <laughs> Next. The strange role of chemtrails in the debate about fixing climate change. So now they're meshing the two, showing you a photo, but still we're in this fantasy world where chemtrails are not real, but there's a strange role of how they're going to fix. Okay, interesting. Artificially reducing the sun's rays to stop global warming could destroy the world. The idea that we will science our way out of climate change is dangerous. Look at, this, look at the freaking picture there. I mean, like, for real, is this obviously not a good idea? What Earth Day means when humans possess planet-shaping powers? Delivering solar geoengineering materials may be feasible and affordable. 2012, okay? They're telling us in 2012 that it's affordable. Don't worry. It won't cost you too much money, taxpayers. A cheap but dangerous global warming fix 2015. Mother Earth has a fever. Mind you, this is an article by David W. Keith. David Keith is the geoengineering dude. He's the guy. He's the guy on the front lines. He's the one in the movie. It gets a little boring in the middle of the movie trying to, exp for, to expose him, but it's really important, especially for the adults. And I know kids, it's a little dry, but you got to see, this is the boogeyman. This is, our, this is the monster that we need to be defending ourselves against. And sorry, folks, chemtrail conspiracies are bullshit. And they are just trying to confuse us because if you look, we've got chemtrails are not real and scientists developed an aerosol to repair the ozone layer. So on the left, we've got all the articles saying chemtrails aren't real, which goes on, as you saw, for like 50 articles in one day released. And then they'll tell us a couple months later, we've got the fix. Aerosols can significantly cool down the planet. But we're going to lose our sky and our stars. And they won't tell us straight up, that we're going to lose our sunlight because that's too drastic, even though that's their intention. But they want to warm us up slowly and be like, oh, those poor astronomers are going to lose their stars. The night sky will be lost. And Obama is playing God by promoting geoengineering. And the federal green light, Trump opens the door to planet hacking experiments. Geoengineering gets the green light, 2017. Okay, so it's next it's literally being funded now okay 2017 congress came out and said yeah we're going to fund it obama was on board trump's on board we know this current administration is going to be on board and are we about to be told chemtrails are real harvard says emissions could save the earth so-called chemtrails could be used to protect the planet it doesn't take a genius to see what they're doing you guys and then we've got new clouds, everyone, including vapor trails. So they'll give them the vapor trails out of the back of the planes a name so that we can be like, oh, no, well, that's a name. I've got it. I, I, I'm educated. I can tell you the name of that, Matt. That's not a conspiracy. It's actually got a real name. And it's called Homo Mutatus. Okay, this is literally a news article. And every time I post this, people go, oh, Matt, that's so funny. Did you come up with that? And I'm like, no, I did not come up with that. Next. $20 million. Next. New clouds. Okay, so this is a cloud iridescence through some refraction diffraction. This is a fire rainbow um, circumhorizontal arc. I literally had a co-worker, okay, that said, no, Matt, that's a circumhorizontal arc. I looked it up. 
and my dad told me so. And I'm like, bro, bro, like, have you seen? And then he watched my movie, and I'm like, in the movie, I'm making fun of people like him, and, in, and we never were friends again. Next. Okay. New clouds, old clouds. Our kids are being indoctrinated. It's not fair. Cloud streets, new word. All these new words. I mean, we got new words like fire tornado and all this stuff and omega, whatever, to explain these heat waves. Cloud streets, and then the world's coolest rainbow appeared over California. Fire rainbows. They will literally take a photo of chemicals poisoning our sky. They'll give it a fancy name, they'll run it through the media, and now we're programmed. Homo genitus cirrus. But they have a plan. They're going to dim the sun. And we're going to talk about governance. So literally the news media in 2017 is talking about how are we going to govern this thing? Well, that was quick. Have we even come to a consensus that we need to launch geoengineering? That we need to dim our sky to save us from global warming? Is that the only option? How are they already talking about who's going to govern this thing? And evidently, global warming is unstoppable without geoengineering. And we could have machines that could darken the sun to stop climate change. Look at this picture of the Earth. Next. Can we engineer our way out of global warming? Does this look like a planet that you want to live on, yes or no? No, it does not. This is totally nonsense. The science and politics of geoengineering, a fast solution to an intricate problem. We are in a climate pro a crisis. Okay, this is from May 10th. This is a recent article. We're in a climate crisis. Across the world, we have deadly storms and floods, devastating wildfires, extreme heat, less reliable weather for growing crops, blah, 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 global refugee crisis. And then down here, this is a picture of geoengineering taking place over this region in Germany. Okay, next. So how in the fuck did they get a picture of geoengineering happening over Germany if it's not happening? Good question, right? Okay, and meanwhile, if you go to the Harvard University website, they'll tell you that it's a total conspiracy theory, and if you go down to the very bottom line, we are confident that there's no current active program to actually test or implement the albedo modification outdoors. Albedo modification is the dimming of the sky. It means to make the sky more re reflective. It's another fancy word to be given to the chemtrails. And they think that they're going to mimic a volcano because volcanoes supposedly dim the sky with all the sulfuric dust they put in the atmosphere. And guess what? They say, once we start, we cannot stop. If we start, we cannot stop. And here's the guy who's going to be in charge of it all, David W. Keith. He says, if we turn down the sun a little bit, that brings the Earth's energy more into balance. Okay, this guy. It's official. The sky are going to be sprayed with an experiment to block the sun. 2017, he tried to pull that experiment off. He went to Tucson, and we stopped him. Can we go to Sweden and stop him again? I don't know. It seems like we got to have vaccine records just to get into the country. But we can raise the awareness, raise the consciousness to stop them in our own way. It's about waking up to the truth. And once you're awake to the vibration, the frequency of chemtrails, all these other truths can become self-evident. So don't feel like, oh, no, we can't stop them. Oh, it's in Sweden. Oh, what are we going to do? Everybody can play their part. So our beloved, lovely Bill Gates, oh, he's thinking about dimming the sun. Okay, this is 2021. Didn't we see an article from 2010 where that was like some exciting thing that he was hoping to do, that he had dreams of geoengineering? Well, 11 years ago, later, he's thinking about dimming the sun. 
and he wrote the book on it. Like I said earlier, chemical cloud could stop Germany. Okay, now, there was an action, a climate action plan, and they rejected it, and here's the balloon they were going to use to go up in the sky and dim the sun in 2017. And they wanted to move along with it. They were going to do it in, in Arizona. They were going to spray sulfur dioxide, aluminum, and calcium carbonate through this company called Worldview Enterprises. Like I said, we put the kibosh on that. And then in 2020, they came out and they said, here, we got the funding, $4 million from Congress. We're going to do this. We're going to throw salt up there. Maybe it'll help. This is just the part of the normalization because they can't just come out and say, hey, we're going to do aluminum. We've been doing it for years. They got to warm us up to it. So to normalize it, to make it friendly, oh, we're going to spray salt. Don't worry, you guys. Blocking the sun could help prevent climate change, but it may be risky. And then why did the landmark experiment get canceled? So all of a sudden, there was next. So there was more news about the cancellation of the Swedish experiment than there was the actual experiment. And now they're having the debates. So on Rolling Stone, they've got Jeff Goodall over here interviewing David Keith, okay, in this debate on geoengineering. Jeff Goodall versus David Keith. Well, we know David Keith's stance, right? Well, Jeff Goodall, he wrote the book on geoengineering. This isn't a debate. These are two people that are pro-geoengineering controlling the debate on a major platform to convince us we need something that we don't. And then we've got these four, okay? This is the opposition. These are the people in Sweden that have prevented the experiment from happening. Okay, we've got what? An Oxford University professor, a Penn State University professor, Northeastern again, Warren Buffett's people. We've got a few professors, four people. They claim to be stopping the Swedish experiment. These people are asking for governance. That's all they're doing. Okay, next. And any publicity is good publicity. So they're telling us about this experiment. They're saying, oh no, we canceled this big thing. If they put it in the public eye that they're canceling an experiment that the public knew nothing about, now the conversation is going. Just like how before they said, oh, geoengineering is a bad idea. Look, they're saying this is a bad idea, but they're opening the conversation, and then next year they'll say, oh, no, we've got the conversation, and now we've got the outcome, and now we've got the opposition, and we're deciding to move ahead in a safe way. You're welcome, public. Next. So... The plot to manipulate the weather by Bill Gates has been scrubbed for now. I guarantee you this is not the end of this because they want to do it publicly everywhere and tell us it's okay in this sort of disclosure thing. And as they're urged to scrap the official Sunshade project, it's very important to see who the controlled opposition is. And go back. Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg, scientist and environmentalist opposed to solar geoengineering, Praise the bid to halt research into an artificial global sunshade. Okay, Greta Thunberg, okay, she's definitely pro-geoengineering. She's also pro-climate change, says that they're real. How is she the one behind the opposition? It's quite obvious what they're doing. There's even articles with Bill Gates and her, and he's like, oh, I don't want to take away her shine. He's getting the Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts thus far. And she is being made out to be like it's 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 so convoluted but it's quite obvious what they're doing when both of them are on the same size side 
if geoengineering is deployed and negative outcomes result, it could be incredibly dangerous to stop because rapid global warming would result. It's quite obvious. If you create a metal atmosphere, it's going to create a massive greenhouse effect, a real greenhouse effect, an actual greenhouse effect. And then they will heat the planet. And then they'll say, oh, we got to do this more. We got to slow down the heating of the planet. It's totally bonkers. Okay, so moving forward. Please think. Next. They can put out these fires that they're starting, okay? Literally. And I want you all, no matter what age you are, if you're 8 or 80 and you're here listening to me, the gravity of the situation is enormous, okay? Our ancestors, our family, our bloodlines, they fought and died to get us to where we're at. We have freedoms that literally our ancestors had to fight for us to have. If we don't do something and at least honor the truth with integrity and use our voice as a weapon and do what we possibly can, there's a good chance that we hand the next generation a torch that's literally soggy and not on fire. And we can't do that. Please check out actual activists. Sorry, actualactivists.com. Um, that's my baby. I've got a lot of truth on there. And um, this is where it all began, the Global Chemtrail Summit, first one in Vancouver, Canada. And after that, it was kind of off to the races in my world of activism. Please watch Frankenstein's The Movie. And um, I just want everyone to understand the power that you have. Even, literally, even if it's just talking to your neighbor, okay? I, had, I did a radio show the other day, and the guy asked, what can we possibly do? What are we to do, Matt? And I said, go talk to your neighbor. I don't care who they are. Befriend them, you know? Find them at their level and, and make a friend. And slowly drop the truth on them because there will come a time where we're going to want this community. We need this community. We needed it last week. Um, please check out actualactivists.com. And um, what can you do? This is a guy in New Mexico. Um, this is a guy in Washington State. Kim Trails are real. Watch Franken Skies the documentary. I'm not asking everyone to get a tattoo, but anybody can do something. Um, this is a sticker made by a guy in France. These are, um, I did this, this uh, um, spray paintings all around, and I made these buttons. Next. And this, okay. So, like, I, it doesn't take much for me, but, I mean, I, every single day I'm doing something. I'm trying something, even if it's baby steps towards whatever it may be regarding chemtrails. And it's really hard for me to know that my efforts are getting me anywhere, you know, because I'm, like, one day at a time, one day at a time. So this was last year. This guy, Justin, he sent me this sticker. He said, Matt, do you know anybody in Stroud? And I said, what's Stroud, bro? And he goes, it's where I live. And I go, no, I don't know anybody in Stroud. And he was floored. And he said, well, somebody in Stroud is putting up your stickers. And I looked it up, and it was this tiny freaking village in the UK, and I bawled my eyes out, you know? I was like, wow. Like, somebody put up a Frankenstein sticker in this tiny little village because they wanted people to watch the freaking movie. And it's not about the movie was made by me. It's just about the truth getting out there. And I can't stress it enough. Like, the little freaking things that you can do can make big waves, even if you don't think that it's going to do anything. This kid right here, he cares, right? And this picture has gone viral. And even though maybe his parents influenced him to do it, literally, 
this made waves. This photo made waves across the entire planet, and it's real. The climate is changing because it's being engineered. Recognizing that this is a frequency battle, that they want to keep us entrenched in fear, and that we have to snap out of it into hope and love is one of the major solutions because once we snap out of it and get into activism and truth and inspiration and empowerment, we're unstoppable. They want us all in this stuck vibration where we can be controlled, where we're helpless, where we're docile, where we're ignorant. And this is the very end of, this, of the presentation. Thank you so much for bearing with me. So Malcolm X, right? The greatest mistake of the movement that he was involved in has been trying to organize a sleeping people around specific goals. You have to wake the people up first, then you'll get action, okay? We're in a very interesting time right now, and I know the weird new world order is, is roaring its ugly head, it's, it's totally showing itself. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting sick and tired of all this new world order bullshit almost every freaking day. But look, we have this little uphill battle where we can't fight the fight yet because we don't even have our army. The army starts with the people waking up and it starts with us doing what we can with what we have where we're at. So please, if you do anything, commit this one year to waking one person up and play our part because we need these people to wake up so that we can have them on the front lines. Thank you so much. And Frankie Sky's movie's up next. Oh, and everybody, um, I'm going to pass out a DVD for everyone right now in the dark. All right, everybody, let's give it up for Matt Lambert, you guys. Holy crap. Woo! That was amazing. Thank you so much, brother. All right, yeah, I think we're going to take a little break. we got to switch laptops here. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to fire it up here in just a minute. Um, so, yeah, Matt is uh, handing out DVDs, but he's... Uh, you know, this is a value-for-value value type system here we do at Manifest, so if you get any value out of his presentation or the DVD, you can return that to him in, you know, various forms. All right, guys. Thank you.